We're here uh, tonight, Wednesday night, Parashas Vo'era, the conclusion, at least for part of his Mishpacha, of the, the Shiva, Mashkiach, Matthew Salman, Zatzal. Some of his children got up this morning, some of them are getting up tomorrow. Some went to Eretz for the Kavura, some began Shiva immediately last week with the end of the spade in the Levi over here. And we're being masked over here in Somerton, Philadelphia, in Aratayra. Why are we being masked over here? So Chazal tell us a number of things about how Klayisrael is supposed to act and react when a, when a Olam Gadol is taken away from us. Chazal have, have scary things, scary, scathing things. I'm not going to quote all of them. Chalila for this to be a kitchen anyone. But one of the one of these statements that Chazal make and how all of Klayisrael has to note the departure, the petira of an Adam Gadol. The Gemara Shabbos says, Someone who is lazy, who is, who is um, a little bit too easy going and a little bit too complacent when a, when a Chacham, a Tama Chacham, an Adam Gadol is taken away. is A person like that who is a little bit too laid back, easy going, complacent, unmoved with the petira, the passing of a chacham, a tam chacham, an gadol, he will not merit longevity. He won't have long life himself. He'll, 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 he'll lose days, he'll lose years. Mita connected mita. Says the Gemara, this is measure for measure. Shanemar, this is last week's Haftar, in fact, Parsha Shemois, the Parsha in which Rav Matasio was nifter, Besesa, Bishalcha, Terivena. Here the Gemara learns from here the idea of Mida Kenegad Mida, the Sesa, the same Sa'a, as I'll say elsewhere, the same Mida that, that someone deals with the Rebbeinu Shalalim and HaKadosh Baruch Hu dishes it back. But specifically, Bishalcha Terivena, when someone is, is sent away, is removed from us to Rivena, that's when HaKadosh Baruch Hu especially take note. And specifically, specifically, not be so... not be so favorable towards those who don't take seriously the passing of a Tam HaChacham. So the Gemara is telling us that when a Chacham, an Adam Godel, someone that affects all of Klai Yisrael is taken away, yeah, where, where the Levi is held, there's the Hespedim over there, the big crowds over there. We all try to make it, we can't always make it. Sometimes it's a different country, sometimes it's a different area, sometimes it's just too far. But the Gemara is making it very clear that it's not just the immediate yeshiva, vicinity, area, neighborhood that has an obligation to eulogize and to attend the eulogy. Kala Yisrael has an obligation to do so. Kala Yisrael has an obligation to take note, to take seriously the passing of anyone that was a Kala Yisrael person that affects Kala Yisrael, an Adam Gadol, a Chacham, a Tamil Chacham. And, and that's why we're gathering here tonight. And the Gemara tells us there's a Mita Kenegad Mita actually, and in, in, in being a little bit too casual about this, being a little bit too laid back about this, and when someone doesn't take seriously the passing of a Tamil Chacham, that can burn some time off the clock, take days and years away. The opposite is also true, that when, when, when we do take the time, and we are earnest about being maspid, about eulogizing properly, a Tamil Chacham and Adam Gadol, that grants us 
longevity, grants us days and years. And what's the idea? What's this mita kanegamita, the connection between giving a proper husband and having a long life and not giving a proper husband, losing life? Rashi says the, the, the obvious connection and the immediate one is um, it, it doesn't seem to, if it doesn't bother us that his life was cut short, his life was was interrupted, then we're not taking life so seriously and, and we're going to lose some of our life, chas v'shalom. If we're not so concerned about the fact that his life was taken away, his life was cut short by not eulogizing him. There's a deeper meat of Kenegamit as well, and that is specifically, with specific regards to the, because what Rashi's saying really could apply to anyone, right? If, if, if the meat of Kenegamit of a person, chas v'shalom, losing days and years of his life, is because well, I don't care that his life was cut short, so Hashem doesn't care about that person's life. That should apply to anybody. It doesn't have to be an Adam Gadol. Doesn't have to be a leader. It doesn't have to be a Gadol Ador. Anyone that I don't eulogize properly. I, I, what I'm saying is I don't really care that their life was cut short. But the Gemara says it specifically with regards to an Adam Gadol, to a leader. The deeper Mita Kenegamita is that part of what we're doing when we eulogize, we eulogize the loss of an Adam Gadol, is we are taking note of the fact that life was taken not away not just from us, from him, but from us also. The Gedolim, our leaders, the Mashkichim, the Rashi Yeshiva, they're the Ene Ha'eda, they are our guides, they're up there in the control tower, they're the ones that are guiding us successfully through life, they're telling us how to live life, what life is all about, how to maximize life, how to be Zeichet to Chayisha and Chaye Oilam. This world and the next, Right, your Rebbe brings you into the next world and tells you how to make the most of this world. And when we're bereft of an Adam Gadol, when we've lost someone like that, we've lost a little bit of the keys to life. And Ramatas Yochayim, Solomon, Kishmoy Kainhu, he was someone that was a Matas Yochayim. He granted the keys to life. They called this Svarim, the Matnas Chaim. That's what he was all about giving life like all of our gedolim, all of our leaders. And this is the deeper pshat in the Gemara. Someone that doesn't take seriously the loss of a chacham in Adam Gadol. <laughs> if it doesn't bother me too much that we lost him, that means life itself doesn't really concern me too much. The fact that we lost one of our guides through life doesn't really get us too upset. I'm not really... I'm not really in the know of what life is all about. And that person, the Rebbe says, well, you don't really need that life if you are not understanding that you lost someone who is telling you how to live life, telling you how to experience life, and telling you how to be zeichet to real life in this world and the next world. So Be'ez HaShem Barach, with uh, us getting together this evening, uh, live crowd, everyone out there here in the in Zoom space, the schus of us, Getting together to to um, take note of the loss, what we lost, what Kleiser lost in the passing of Ramatis Solomon should be supposed for us to follow in his ways and, 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 and to live life a little bit more fully and to vizaychet a little bit more life from the Rebbeinu to Arichas Yamim, Arichas Yamim, but Arichas Yamim in both senses, in the literal physical sense and in the figurative sense as well, long life and a productive life. Chazal also tell us, as Rabbi Yisrael Eibeshit says, that when a tzaddik is nifter, his midas are like up for grabs, la mesim chafshi. You can grab onto things when a mace passes away. And part of also the idea of being masked, Adam Gadol, is recounting and, and uh, recollecting what he lived for and what he lived about. And 
not just for inspirational purposes, but for Kenyanim. We can grab onto something, we can chap something, chapsuch, grab onto his midas. That's also why we're getting together tonight. So I'm just going to share a few thoughts. Um, it said on the flyer that the Maspidim tonight are his Tamidim. Referring to myself and uh, our second speaker, Rabbi Lindenbaum. Um, it is a bit presumptuous, perhaps, for me to purport to be a Talmud of Ramatis Yo. But, but I can say at the same time that my life, my life was, was very, 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 very profoundly, profoundly affected by Ramatis Yo in the brief time that I actually was able to benefit from him uh, in a personal way. I came to Beis Medrash Gavaya, Lakewood, New Jersey, as a Bacher uh, a long time, not a long time ago, but relatively relatively long time ago, um, a few months after Matas Yo himself had arrived there. So Matas Yo had arrived uh, in the winter of winter of 98 to 97 to 98. They said by the Levaya, Kislev Tovshin So that was the winter of 98 going into 99, probably like December time I think he got there. I came a few months after, I came for Summersman. I'm sorry, 97 to 98, 97 to 98 is when he arrived. And um, I came to BMG, Summersman, Tav Shinon Ches. Summersman, 1998, I arrived. And Rav had only been in Lakewood for a few months at the time. And he hit the ground with a bang. He hit the ground with a knack. And he was, at that time, you know, he came in, he was like flavor of the month. He was flavor of the month. He was giving schmoozing left and right. And giving Vadim private, private, uh, private, um, private private lectures, private study groups were 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 round the clock, and everyone was running. They couldn't get enough of Ramatis Yo in in Lakewood. And now I mentioned to someone, is he's flavor of the month? He said, well, let's, you know, flavor of the month means it's flavor of the month. It wasn't just flavor of the month, you know. Flavor of the month means the next month is another flavor. Ramatis Yo essentially until. Unfortunately, unfortunately, his illnesses took him out of, uh, took him out of, knocked him out of uh, activity. He was flavor of the decade, flavor of the, the decade that was active in, 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 in Lakewood. He was very popular and very sought after and very busy for the entirety of the time that he was there. He didn't slow down. The schmoozin, and, and, and as Lakewood grew, he, he only got busier, Lakewood Expanded the base medrashes. Lakewood expanded their their uh, their their holdings in uh, the 08701 zip code. And Ramatizio also just had more and more places to give schmoozin, more and more vad, and more and more talmidim. Um, I personally had the opportunity to hear a number of schmoozin from him when I was in Lakewood, and I had the opportunity to go to a number of vadim that he gave. Um, I was, in, you know, when he gave these more private closed group study sessions. Um of Devoir, I went to a term of Devoir Vada. I was engaged also. I got engaged when I was there. I went to a Chassan Vad that he gave, a Vad for the for the Chassanim. And like most people in Lakewood, I myself couldn't get enough of him. And it's interesting. You know, I was able to see personally uh, a little bit of a before and after snapshot of Lakewood, New Jersey, uh, I was there for not 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 a very long time. I wasn't even there for a full year. And then we got married. I went back with my wife to uh, Eretz Yisrael, 
We're in our soul for, for 20 years. We came back here five years ago after having spent 20 years in Eretz Yisrael, and I saw like, basically a Lake New Jersey before and after, a snapshot of you know, 1998 and 2018, and it became a very different place in many, many, many ways. Lakewood expanded and developed and grew. One of the ways, one of the clear and, and critical areas that Lakewood grew in wasn't just numbers-wise, wasn't just pizza shops, it was a certain stolz, a certain dignity. There was a kavodatur that came to Lakewood that really, it was a different kind of operation. Um, when I was there, it was, it was you, it was, you know, Baruch Hashem, the proliferation of, of Torah and the Ingolite that were sitting and learning. There was, you know, in the, in the thousands, even when I was there, I think, I think it was already maybe 2000 or something. There's always this rivalry, Lakewood and the Mir, who had more, who had more. I think there's still, the rivalry is still going on. But uh, I think they already hit the 2000 mark then. Um, yeah, that was amazing. That was very, very overwhelming. But there was a certain dignity, a certain raimamus, say, a certain stolz that came to the whole operation of Lakewood that that was that is very palpable and very present in the yeshivas over there. The kavratar, the dignity and pride of the Lime Day Tyro. And I, I know there's a number of factors I think that affect that influenced that and led to that development, but I think one of those factors was Ramatas Yo himself. Ramatas Yo was someone of of of, of Pride of dignity, he had a stolz, not in a inaccessible way, but in a natural way, in a real way. He would walk down the street, he would give a sheer. You felt a certain old school, old world covet that he had. There was a dignity. His his delivery, anytime he spoke, be it in Yiddish, in English, it was impeccable. His 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 um his uh vocabulary, how he spoke, how he delivered, again, in any language that he spoke in, it, it, it came with a covet, it came with a raimamus, and it elevated and raised everybody around him. He brought this stolz, a dignity, and, and a, a pride that I do believe is one of the factors that has spilled over to all the lake, but all, all the Ingolite over there, a pride, a covet, a raimamus that the Ingolite deserve. Rimatis Yo, as well, um, was someone that, and this was for me, why I, I, I think it's perhaps not so presumptuous for me to consider myself a Talmud. There was something that, you know, you heard Ramatis Yo speak, give a vad, give a shmooze. There was something that, that hit you immediately when he spoke, and that was he had things worked out. Ramatis Yo had things worked out. Anything that he talked about in the shmooze, he, he wasn't exploring, he wasn't. He wasn't like working out his sugi with you as he spoke. He had things arois, as we'd say. He had mahalchim. He had all kinds of topics, all kinds of subjects in Torah, deep subjects, machshava, musr, hashkafa, ideas, emuna, vitachin. And he had these ideas and these topics worked out. When he spoke, it was very clear that you were glimpsing a tip of very of great icebergs and peaks and mountains that he had worked out already. He had ideas, you know, worked out through and through. Yet, and 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 what what you did get from him came with a tremendous amount of that clarity, and that and that and that uh, you know a mahalach. He gave over mahalach. He had mahalchim and he gave over mahalchim. 
that was very, very clear. And and that was, you know, something that got people hooked. It got myself hooked. It got me hooked on Rav and hearing him more. And it got me hooked a little bit in getting a glimpse into this whole approach to Torah, approach to Machshava, approach to Hashkafa, approach to Musr, in which, you know, it wasn't just about opening a safer and learning up a safer and having a nice idea, a nice var to share. But there's a Mita called Gaiva, a Mita called Savlanus. There's a Mahalik. There's a whole Sukhi over there. There's something to be worked out. There's a sugya everywhere, every aspect of Hashkafa, every aspect of Machshava, and that's something that he gave over, again, in a very, very um, tantalizing way, but in, in, in a very, um, in, in a way that it benefited. You know, you hear one shmus from him, you already had ideas, you had, you had clarity in concepts, and you had a taste of what could be done with those concepts. Something Ramatazio very much gave over. Um, and again, I, I think that res- resonates with me. Um, uh, yeah, and again, this is something that spilled over to, to, to Lakewood, you know, to the, the overall, the, the entire city, and the entire, what Ramatazio gave over, so much of his terror has now, you know, been disseminated through this farm that he wrote up and, uh, and, and, have been, and been published. But to hear from him firsthand, you know, to, to, to hear it live and to see it live, his Torah coming together with that Stolz, with that Kavadah Torah, with that Raymond was, was something that, you know, till this very day, that still resonate, resonates very much with me. I took that back to Eretz with me for my 20 years in Eretz That's something that I think added a lot of um, fuel to a lot of, you know, my, the, the dabblings and the discoveries and the, the developments of, that, that I was able to on my own uh, with other Rebbeim in Eretz Taking that inspiration from Atazio with me, um, just to share a, a, one or two ideas in, in the Torah of Ramatazio that I was privileged to hear in the six months that I was uh, more or less that I was there. Um, again, as an Ilui Ali for his neshama, as as a schus for us to give us something to, to, to grab to, to to take away with us with with us to pack it on our own. Um, I, I was there for Yom Neiroim Tekufa. I was there for the Ma'areches of uh, Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. I heard Ramatisio speak a lot during Elul, Slichas time, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Even back then, I think uh, BMG had like three main minyanim, three places where they packed in about eight or nine hundred in Galayim to each, and with Bachrim to each of these main minyanim. And Ramatisio went around, he had like a rotation, like he spoke at this place, you know, he spoke at this base medrash, uh, First day of Rosh Hashanah before Tekiyas, this place was second day, this place was first night, this place was second night, this place was Ne'ila, this place was Baikal Nidre. He made his rounds. Um, there were people that chased him everywhere that he went. People that like knew his schedule, knew where he was going to be speaking and when, and they went around to like hear every single shmuz that he said. He, he did repeat a lot of the same ideas, but people you know, didn't bother them so much. They wanted to chap as much as Ramat as they could. Um, and I remember him saying one idea like Yom Dairoim time. I don't remember if he said this Slichus or he said this maybe on Yom Kippur. There's an idea by the Rebbeinu Shalom of Evrach, Mi Panecha Eilecha. We say that Lashon and Slichus. The Rebbeinu Shalom, we tell Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we run away, we, we we flee from you and we run right back to you. And one of the balances that we have in our our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yom Naram time, really all the time, is that balance of year of Pachad Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so fearsome, so terrifying. That's that's uh, the din of Rosh Hashanah, that says Shuba. Part of that fear and terror of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Melech, uh, uh, the Melech HaMishpat 
is we see that there's only one place to flee, one place to run. This runs to run right back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's a certain balance of the Yom Nairayim. Ramatazir was speaking this, about this a few times. And it's really a balance that we can have in life too to understand as scary as life gets. Um, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu behind the scenes. All that fear and fright is the Rebbein scaring us in different forms. Whether it's you know Hamas, uh, whether it's anti-Semitism, and, uh, back here on the, do- the-, the Arab domestic front. Um, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu through all those kalim and the Ebrach Mipanech we flee but Eilecha we run right back to the Rebbein Shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Einoid Movadcha you're behind the scenes and all that and if there's a place we're going to run we run right back to you and the best place to flee from that is to realizing where we're running from and where we're running right back to where we should be running right back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu I remember Matzah Yoh speaking about that numerous times um, another idea that he's mentioned in different places different settings he brought this a very, in a very powerful way into different shmuzen that he gave was um, the mile of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the Eretz Asher Hashem Elekecha Ba. Hashem is personally mashkiach of Eretz Yisrael. Hashem is personally involved in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem personally handles Eretz Yisrael, the affairs of Eretz Yisrael. Hashem doesn't use intermediaries, mediums, or malachim to govern the affairs of Eretz Yisrael. We have a closer relationship with Hashem Baruch Yisrael. And he always would say, quote a Chaz and Ish, and other, other Makairis, with other, other Gemaras and the, the Gemaras really also that any Dalad Amas of Torah, any place where, it's a, where we have a Makam Torah, people are sitting and learning, be it a, a huge base medish packed with hundreds of, of, of you know, light learning, be it Ara Torah, where we have Bar Hashem, and I'm getting together and sitting and learning, Rabbi would say again and again, it's a Dalad Amas of Eretz Yisrael. A place where you're getting together and sitting and learning, it becomes a Dalad Amas of Eretz Yisrael. It's any Hashem Hashem is present here. Means we have to be a little bit mindful of that, a, bit, a little bit better behaved. But it also means we have a direct link, a direct kesher with Hakadosh Baruch We have Hashkocha Pratis over here. We have access to Hakadosh Baruch in in our own base medrash. It's a dialed Amis of um, of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, yes, you know. Lastly, one more thing, maybe to take away is Hanhagas, Hanhagas. The Hanogas that I saw, again, it was more from a distance, as was described, his, his Kavadat Torah, the, the pride, the dignity, the stolz that he brought to the world of, 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 of uh, the Lengdei Torah. But I happened to hear by the Hespedim some, some very, very powerful um, ideas that were shared. Um, Rematus Yala Salomon, when he was um, himself in Gateshead, uh, see, he was before he became, you know, the official mashkiach. He was a, a, a well-polished Tamil chacham on his own right, and he was someone who used to fill in when the rishiv would go away. He would take over and give the rishiv a shir. And he had dreams himself of being a rishiv. He really his shivas were to be a rishashiva. He was capable of being a rishiva. He was royal lekach, and he wanted to be a rishiva. And then the the, the opportunity to be mashkiach came up. And he was grappling with this. He was also, as we said, he was very eloquent, very masuda, very polished. He had a lot of ideas worked out, a lot of basic, a lot of very, very, you know, um, basic and fundamental ideas worked out. He had the trappings of being a mashkiach as well, but he wanted to be Rashiva. He didn't want to give that up. So he said over, he went to Eretz Yisrael and he consulted with the, the, the G'daylam in Eretz Yisrael. I don't think they mentioned who specifically. Maybe they did. He went to Rav Shach, maybe? We go to... Maybe they mentioned what? Rav Shach. And he was told, you're tasked with this to be a mashkiach. You could be Rashiva for sure, and you'd be a good Rashiva. You'd be a great Rashiva. 
It's clear though, you have kaychas that other people don't have. You have kalim, you have capabilities in areas that not a lot of people have. Your mashkiach capabilities. Your tafkid, your mission here is to be a mashkiach. And when Ramatis Yo heard that, he accepted that. And he accepted that with, with love. He accepted that with a full heart. He accepted that with simcha. And he did his job until, you know, the, 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 the day came that he wasn't able to anymore. He did it with everything that he had. I, I saw that. And everyone saw that. When I was there, ran the clock, ran the clock, busy with Klai Yisrael, busy with meeting people, busy with giving vadim, shiurim. He did the job of simcha. That's a tremendous thing, I think, you know, for, for all of us. Uh, we all have dreams and aspirations. At the same thing, we, you know, Yibayim sends us signs, sends us once in a while insights as to what our tafkid is, what we're supposed to be doing. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a struggle. We can grapple with that, you know. I really want to do that. I'm not so happy over here. I'm not, I'm not getting seapook. But seapook sometimes, you know, satisfaction is defined by sometimes what I, what I want to do. And if I put my wants aside, my needs aside, I, I see, Rebunch, look, you set me up in this position. This is clearly what I should be doing. Now I get satisfaction from that as well. When I take my wants out of the picture, put my wants away, and I say, you know, Akash Baruch Hu, that's, uh, that's what you want from me. Um, I think, you know, that's definitely something that we can pocket, something that we can work on, taking this Torah with us, taking this Hanhagas with us. This idea of, of you know, um, so uh, the Bavram, the, the brother, the Vilna Gaon said, this applies to Ruchnius also, someone's happy with his lot, it's not just about your bank account, not just about your job and your car and your house, it's about your, your position in Ruchnius, about your tafkid, your, your, you know, lilmoidu lilamid, persons should always have shifas, you know, to become as knowledgeable as possible, but in terms of what a person does, there's a samech b'chelkai. And Rematzio uh, was mekabelit ba'avu b'simcha, and look at the, the transformations, the mapecha transformed liquid, transformed klaisrol. We should bezayich as well to get in touch with what our chelik is, to get in touch with what our tafkid is, our mission in life, and to do it b'simcha, and for each and every one of us to make mapechas as well. Okay.